0: good evans it's a bobcast welcome to episode 22 with me your host bob evans my real name is kevin mitchell hi how are you going if you've not heard this podcast before welcome make yourself at home if you are a returning listener welcome back i'm so glad to have your company I've been having uh, a wonderful time lately, last weekend, played at A Day on the Green with Jebediah, which was lots of fun. Up in been thank you to anybody listening who was at that show. Uh, we had a ball. Um, I'm doing a solo show this weekend in Coffs Harbour. By the time you hear this, it'll probably be over. Jebediah also playing in Frankston at the CN Sound Festival uh, on uh, the second last week of November, I can't remember the date. But if you're in the area, please come along and then I'm rounding out the year playing the Queenscliff Music Festival uh, solo. And then that's it. Um, oh, oh, sorry. And then in December, on December the 2nd, I believe, December the 2nd, at the Prince of Wales Hotel in Melbourne, I'm going to be doing something really fun. I'm, there's there's a something for Kate tribute show where a whole bunch of singers and musicians are gonna play their debut album elsewhere for eight minutes from start to finish. And I'm gonna sing a couple of Something For Kate songs. So if you're in Melbourne and you're a fan of Something For Kate, uh, come along to that. I think it'll be awesome fun. Uh, My guest for episode 22 is my good friend, Carly Finlay. Carly Finlay is a writer and a speaker and an appearance and disability activist. Uh, she was born with a genetic skin disorder. It's called ichthyosis. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, but basically it gives Carly a, a reddened uh, skin appearance. Um, her skin's constantly regenerating. I'm not an expert on on these kind of uh, medical uh, facts, but, um, but if you want to know more about ichthyosis, you can find out carly is always uh you know uh, writing about it and not just about her own experiences but about the experiences of the broader uh disability community uh and it's really informative and, and really enlightening i've enjoyed reading her stuff for years uh, carlyfinlay.com.au is her website she's also on facebook i met carly at a bob evans show I think like about 11 years ago and we've stayed in touch and I've really enjoyed over the years watching her blossom into uh, an incredible writer and a wonderful um, wonderful activist and yeah I find her, the window that she provides into the disability community um, incredibly informative because like many of us uh, it's a world that we don't often have a lot of contact with or not of not a lot of knowledge about and we can uh, sometimes be a little bit ignorant about it uh, in this podcast we don't talk much about ichthyosis um and i think that's because carly is you know writing about it constantly she's in in the midst of writing a book her first ever book which comes out in harper collins next year it's going to be called say hello anyway it's it's sort of it's her it's it's such a massive part of her life that when we sat down to chat we kind of just talked about music and and had a light conversation and but but there are references to uh disability and to her appearance and some of her experiences in her day-to-day life with that sort of stuff and so just so you know you know what that is referring to That's uh, the explanation. Um, Anyway, we got together, we recorded this a little while ago. I apologise, I've only just got round to getting it out. Um, But like I've said in previous podcasts, I'm going to try really hard to um, get these Bobcasts out a little bit more frequently again after having a bit of a break from doing it. As always, you can, if you enjoy the Bobcast, please rate and review it on iTunes. Uh, All the music that we listen to, I put up on a Spotify playlist. The uh, Good Evans is a Bobcast soundtrack, so you can hear all the songs. There's quite a hefty list there now um, from all the different Bobcasts that I've been doing over the last couple of years. And as usual, there's there's actually not very much bad language in this, I think because... I'd only had one beer Uh, but just in case there is some bad language and you don't like that sort of thing it's the usual warning and I think that's about it so uh, let's get down to it shall we this is episode 22 of Good Evans It's a Bobcast Welcome to the podcast. It's Carly Finlay. Hello. Carly. No, actually, no. Your, your name would be, is it Morrow? or nah, it's Finlay, just Finlay Morrow. It's stay Finlay Morrow, okay. but
1: it is on Facebook. Yep. Adam changed his name to Finlay on Facebook. We couldn't okay. be bothered with the paperwork. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've got a profile, and I we'll to have to change all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's just Finlay, but sometimes I get announced Finlay Morrow. On things yeah. Adam gets really happy because yeah. <laughs> the name is a bit public.
0: <laughs> Look, it's the same with my wife and I. Mm-hmm. She kept her surname anyway. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank, thank you, you for um, joining us. We're at uh, well, we're at the office building where um, my manager uh, conducts her business and also but it's mostly taken up by accountants an accounting firm here when i first started visiting this building the accountants would took up this small part of the building and then there were lots of other people and as time's gone on they've just grown and grown and grown and now pretty much they've just like overtaken the whole building now there's just these (laughs) tiny little pockets (laughs) left over where people who like do music management yeah yeah. i Um, had to
1: study some accounting at uni and i was hopeless i'd never failed anything in my life until accounting
0: oh really Hmm. Yeah, numbers were never my strong point either.
1: either. You know, when you're sorting out change, I reckon I'm constantly giving people more money, changing myself (laughs) or whatever. I'm so bad at it. I did senior maths, like high maths until senior year at school i don't know how i did it and then i got you know 14 percent or something in really difficult
0: maths
1: (laughs) and then i I dropped down to easy maths and i got really good marks yeah yeah yeah.
0: tell me let's let's do backstory stuff yes um so let's go right back to the beginning of uh of uh where you grew up and your family and all that
1: sure i had notes Because, you know, I've listened to this podcast so much. (laughs) I know how it it
0: goes. Have you listened to every episode?
1: Probably, yeah. Um, There there was one time I used to, when I had a part-time job, and I I have been working from home for the last nearly year, and I used to, um, I don't know where it went. I don't know where my phone went. Anyway, um, it went, I used to work from the library sometimes on the hot days, and there was one where you did with Josh Pike, and you were really quite drunk, I think. And, (laughs) And you were swearing. And I got a phone call from my manager or something, and... I pulled the headphones out
0: and it's Oh just no, like, you yeah, yeah yeah.
1: In the library when you were swearing. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I have I probably listened to all of them.
0: Um, yeah, I mean I, <laughs> there are there are a few of these podcasts that I've done late at night via Skype.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I, in fact actually the first one I did with Josh was late at night but we were at his house. Mm, mm. Um, and we'd been rehearsing all day for the tour that we did last year and um, <laughs> and yeah, so we probably recorded that thing at like, you know, ten o'clock at night. But yeah, wasn't yeah. super late but uh, late enough to be quite drunk. And yeah, when I've done ones late at night and I'm doing it on Skype, yeah, always. Uh, yeah. But now, I've, you, as the, list, the listeners should, should know, we are drinking water. Yeah. Although we did come from the pub. Yes. So we, we only have one drink though. We only had one drink.
1: It's very professional setup, I can say. But I think you need to get a new box for your... <laughs> you box for your...
0: <laughs> it's if you're looking a bit shabby, yeah. Yeah, it's
1: or or something will do. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, does look yeah.
0: a bit shabby. But anyway... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tell me about where you're born and your parents, the history and all that. Yeah,
1: everything from well. Oh well, you know, just whatever. Yeah, I was born in Albury. You know, Albury, Woodonga. I know Albury,
0: Wodonga extremely well. well. Yes, Albury. For those listening, that I'll let you. It's on the
1: border of New South Wales and Victoria, on the New South Wales side. Albury, the New South Wales side, Wodonga, the Victorian side. Yes. Do they hate each other? Yes, I think they do. You know what? When I grew up, there was one year where daylight saving. Was oh, yeah, State that would be and, a big one. So you know, like in Queensland, New South Wales, I guess it's like that. So that I think that was really hard. Yeah. I don't think it ever impacted me, but I remember there was a bit of an outcry about
0: it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do so you think I, the Wodongans <laughs> have an inferiority complex to the Albreans because they're so. a slightly smaller town? Mm.
1: Yeah. I went to uni in Wodonga, though, so I'm Victorian you know, ah, so Victoria you now. so
0: crossed the state line to get yep. yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So I grew up there in the early 80s. Yep. I was born, very yep. early 80s. My parents moved here from South Africa yep. and England, yep. so they couldn't get married in South Africa.
0: So your dad's My English. dad's English
1: and my mum's South, South African. Right? They couldn't get married because of the apartheid. Mm. And they came. They're like the excess song, Original Sin. <laughs> like, dream on black girl, dream on white boy. When
0: So, um... <laughs> They moved over here when it the late 80s? Or? Early, early, oh, so 1981. Oh, okay. So I
1: think my dad just said to my mum, like his proposal wasn't very romantic. I can't imagine him being very romantic anyway. Like, <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to think of that well, about it about your dad, I, but you know. I think
0: I've only met, I, well, I may have met your dad more than once, but the main memory I have of your dad is at your wedding. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: that speech was, um,
0: one of the, we my, haven't spoken about it One since. of the most memorable <laughs> wedding speeches I've ever heard.
1: My mum has said to me that he's really apologetic, but he won't say that to me. <laughs> um, but we found a camel the other day, and we talked because my dad mentioned yes. camels yeah, in yeah. The speech about selling me for a camel. Yes, yes, it was, and it was, it was, a long winded thing. Now, I guess and phone you, phone ha- you probably had
0: to had to be there. So yeah, really, you know.
1: I hope no one recorded it. <laughs> um, I actually got a couple of texts while I was at the table, going, "Are you okay?" Oh yeah, <laughs> and
0: what did he text back?
1: yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> well I mean I,
0: you know I can imagine you it's your dad you've probably heard him you know make speeches before yeah. maybe yeah well he, he knows said you know, his particular style Ugh. he
1: said I could have said really nice things about you but everyone knows that anyway <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he said afterwards. That's what yeah, he said afterwards, yeah. 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 So that could um, be interpreted as backpedaling a little bit, but you know, whatever, we'll take, it. Yeah. we'll take
1: it. So we um yeah, so so Dad uh said to my mum, Hey, we're getting married, we're going to, uh, to Australia so that was the marriage yeah, proposal. Wow, okay. And then they had a little um like a honeymoon before the wedding. They travelled around um, I think they went to Sri Lanka. Okay. and Thailand before they came to Australia. Yeah. And then um, they came to Australia. They knew no one. Yeah. So I think they're, like, they had a celebrant and they had to get married within a month or else my mum would have been sent back right. to South
2: Africa. Yeah. And
1: so they had a celebrant that they'd met somewhere i don't know where they met but they had a couple of people from my mum's work she worked at the bank she got a job in the bank straight away so they knew no one at the wedding and i think my mum's auntie that lived here came down but that's it
0: and i suppose your dad being english would have had some kind of um coming to australia would have been relatively easy yes
1: and actually when he applied for citizenship not recently probably about 12 years ago now there was no record of him coming here and i said to mum that makes you an illegal immigrant really because she was only here on condition that he was here that he was english so um yeah she the condition was she had to get a job um within a month and and they had to get married within a month so they did Mm. and then and then i was born later that year so and then they moved to albury in october and i was born in december so and they knew no one so
0: where did they go first uh,
1: they went to Sydney. Sydney they, right. they, yes, yeah, so they lived in Sydney for a while, and then um, for like what ten months, and right. then they moved to Aubrey in October, and I was yeah. born in December. And when I was born, they had no family support. They just yeah. um, so that I think that was really hard. My dad was out of work; he got retrenched from the company that he was in quite early, and then he went right. back to work there. Right, okay. So yeah, I, they're pretty resilient people because yeah. you know they had had me. It was probably really difficult when it's, I was <coughs> young.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's so often it's the migrant story. It's very similar. To my parents, mm-hmm. my parents mm-hmm. both came out from England in the, um, well, I think it was the late 60s. It, the were they 70s. like 10 pound palms? They were exactly yeah. it, 10 pound palms, um, yeah. on on their own without. Yeah. and it, But it's it's. You know, so many, it's the story of so many. Exactly, yeah. Um,
1: and, but when I grew up in, I grew up in a really small country town, I didn't mm-hmm. know many people that had that situation. They were true. all there for yeah. years in farming community.
0: Yeah, needs. it would have been so different. It
1: was. And I think my mum for a long time would have been the only black person in our town where Yeah. we lived in a town really? of 500, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Did so, she ever say,
0: yeah. has she ever talked about that?
1: Um, I don't know. I haven't really spoken to her about it. I think, I don't know whether she's ever experienced racism. And inf- like overt yeah. racism right. even. So I think she kind of just got on with it. You know, when you're immersed in something, you just get on with it. Obviously, she had experienced the apartheid where she couldn't say, yeah. go to white areas in South Africa. And, my, and her and my, my dad were close to um, getting caught a few times, like when their car broke down yeah. you know, and they had to get rescued. And, and the police came to my dad's house to tell him something. And my mum was there. But I don't think that aside from the segregation, she didn't she told me that she's never felt like she's particularly mm. um, you know um targeted by racism, which yeah. is a good thing, I guess for her.. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What's your early memories of Aubrey?
1: Well, I, we, we lived there until I was about two and then they moved to this, um, house in a town called Walla Walla. Um, yeah, I've got lots of photos of me in the, like with the sunflowers and, you know, yeah. um, veggie garden and stuff so we always had like a big backyard and we always had dogs or maybe from when I was about four onwards and a cat I don't know how we had a cat I'm allergic now but we used to have a cat. <laughs> so um yeah it was it was all right I I hate the heat and it was really hot like 40 yeah. degree 45 yeah. degree days um and then I you know I couldn't wait to get out of country town um yeah. I just yeah it wasn't it wasn't great but I think the community Looking back, they probably had quite a supportive community. Like yeah. when, when my, my mum and dad both worked when I was at school mm. and I would be dropped at the pub and I'm still friends with the girl that was my age at the pub so yeah. we would walk behind the bar and get chips and soft drink and stuff, yeah, yeah. you know, before enough school. And awesome. The guy that ran, he just passed away last week. And I was thinking about, you know, how good it was there. Like, it was a real yeah, sense of community yeah. when I've been thinking about him. And next week, I'm giving a speech to her. She's a teacher. giving a speech to her um, kids in, or her, you know, students oh, okay. in, in country New South Wales next oh, cool. week. So, we're still, you know, we're still in touch. But... Overall, hmm, I hated, like, I hated that small town life. It, yeah. was, a very, it was a very religious town. Oh, really? And I'm not religious. No. Yeah, Yeah, So oh, I was okay. a never
2: Lutheran. And
1: yeah, um, right. there was a few churches there. And, you know, mum and dad would send me to Sunday school. And, uh, you know, they would say, oh, you're, you're red because your parents are black and white. Or you're red because your parents drink. Oh, um, wow. It was really hard. And um, so I went to primary school there. And then I went to high school. in And, all I,
0: like, what, I mean, what? was the purpose of them saying things like that are they, are they just trying superiority
1: to or I are, don't they, know. Act, are they
0: having a go or are they genuinely just cons- so ignorant that yeah i
1: think it was both yeah, yeah. you know it's really small-minded um i i remember my mum saying that she wanted me to do a scholarship to a private school there there was a very flash private boarding right. school and i didn't want to because I, I thought well if going to church when i did Treated the people, treated me like that. I don't want to go to school mm. there. Um, but you know, family life was great, like, I loved it, you know, like, really got along with my parents, and that was really nice. But it just in general, was yeah, I mm. couldn't wait to go.
0: Um, the brothers and sisters, no, Naomi, brother only sister, child,
1: yeah, but um, yeah, mum, mum, and dad. Um, well, we would make a lot of tapes and to send yeah, to England, yeah. you yeah, know, cool. and then like what so, uh, oh, just talking, yeah, you know, yeah. like, so you know, talking to my relatives in England and dad's friends. And that. And a few years ago in 2014, I went over to stay with my dad's friend from England who he hadn't seen since 1977. Yeah, wow. And so they came over to the wedding, actually. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So he... Yeah, so that was good, you know. So you get to know them through those those tapes. Yeah, and they, yeah. They'd send us ones back. And, you know, lots of record playing. And, yeah. um, you know, like I grew up on the Beatles and...
0: Really? Yeah. So was, that, was that the band? Was that the... A big one in your house growing yeah,
1: up, yeah. I remember dad telling me the beetles had split up, and I was really upset. Like, it would have been what, how, when did they split up? Like 17 well, years? split
0: up in 1970, yes, yeah, might so have even been 71.
1: That's like a good 10 or 15 years, yeah, like, yeah. And I was mid-80s. like, what, what do you mean they split up?
0: Um, know? well, Lennon died in 1980,
1: yeah, yeah, he died a year on my birthday, but a year All before right. I was born.
0: My first memory of knowing who john lennon was Mm. was when i was in grade until i was in grade three or grade four Mm. eight or something nine Mm -hmm. for uh, for a school assembly my year three or four class had to sing um imagine oh yeah yeah um and so that was my that's my earliest memory of like and it's not even a Beatles song but a song by a Beatle and john lennon and um and even then i remember really liking the song then it was over and it was like no, no, I'm going to keep the football. <laughs> uh, you know, I know, a very short it. attention span. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I, but I don't have any. I've, heard, I've got friends and stuff. We've talked about. They remember the day when their parents told them that John Lennon died and stuff. And what a massive yeah. thing it was. But, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, well, yeah, well, that happened a year before, so I didn't mm. know. But I remember he told me, you know, it would have been 1985 or something, and mm. I was really sad. But yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I couldn't. Or even the Beatles are split up. I thought they were, you know, forever. Yeah. But Dad is a big Liverpool supporter. So oh, okay. massive. a football mm-hmm. team. Yeah. From England. And um, so a lot of the music i listened to was the <laughs> Liverpool
0: football to, oh, like supporting
1: and what? like you'll never walk alone. So that was like oh, one of my. Yes. That's
0: their famous. Yeah, it was like one of my Is it their official their theme anthem? Or? Yeah, the yeah, official one. Like... Yeah.
1: So um, yeah, I've been yeah I've been thinking about it a bit lately as as I've been writing and and that and how what an impact that was because wow. I knew all the words to that as I would know yes. all the words to a nursery right
2: So he yeah. would
0: actually. Are you tell me that he had like a vinyl record. Yeah. Wow. So... Of like the Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And when and they he, used that sort of song. Because what is the, that, You'll Never Walk Alone, it's obviously... Oh,
1: Jerry and, is it Jerry and the Pacemakers?
0: Oh, Maybe, it might be, yeah. I don't
1: know. I, I don't know. But, you know, we, we used to play them a lot, like um, Jerry and the Pacemakers, Fairy Cross the Mersey, because that's a Liverpoolian yes, song. Yes, okay, yeah, yeah. And um, a lot, so, you know, all that. I don't think I really appreciated it then, but now I really love it. Mum's seeing Paul McCartney soon, and I'm like, Oh, maybe I should ask her to if I, I could him? go. Yeah. Because it'd be pretty cool to see the be- uh, beetle.
0: It would be awesome. I, you know, I um, I feel bad. You'll never walk alone is a show tune from the 1945 Rodgers and Hammerstein musical oh, Carousel. Okay. Um, Did Jerry so the pacemaker sing it, it at is. one stage?
1: So, so. If Dad's listening, sorry, I don't know any of this. The
0: song is also sung at association football clubs around the world, where it is performed by a mass chorus of supporters on match day. This tradition began at Liverpool mm. FC in the early 1960s. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a '40s show tune, mm-hmm. Broadway I never show knew tune. That. Uh, Jerry and the pa- I don't, I'm not seeing, but not but seeing. there must be. I want yeah, I, I can't even read this. Oh, hang on, here we go. Yes, you're right. Yeah, hit ver- with notable hit versions <laughs> made by okay. uh, Frank Sinatra, Jerry and the Pacemakers, Judy Garland, Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, oh, did John Farnham, Olivia Newton at one John, stage. Pink, Pink Floyd. Wow, doesn't have John Farnham on. On the Wikipedia, list, no, but, but
1: I'm reckoning he sung it once or twice.
0: It's I bet he, I bet he, yeah, <laughs> true, yeah. and then yeah. I bet he said, "I'm never going to sing this song again." And then he, <laughs> and then then he came back again. Later. I saw, I saw him,
1: I saw him a couple of oh, about a month ago. We playing, and yeah, he was still the same. Fancy, yeah, yeah, how's yeah. his voice? Is it yeah, still good? good? Um, Daryl Braithwaite was also there. It was this charity thing, okay. but his voice was a bit—I think because he's been sick—and his okay. voice was oh. kind of struggling. But yeah. that was—I was pretty excited to see Daryl Braithwaite. Yeah, um, and Jimmy Barnes. Because
0: it's just like you know some of those songs of fansies. Yeah. I'm I mean, iconic. you know, I just don't know how anybody especially now that he's getting how old would he be that he's be as old six. as my
1: dad so 67
0: yeah 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 so if he's still belting out you're the boys yeah. in it's original key I'm fucking <laughs> he's, very impressed
1: he was it was very good I did have to, I had to go to Sydney the next day at 6.40 so I didn't stay for the whole but I could hear it as yeah. I was walking out yeah yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so they you know all those kind of 1960s 70s mm. bands that we yeah all the in, English stuff yeah. yeah yeah like and Eric Clapton and yeah, the Carpenters yeah. Mum liked the Carpenters and Carole King but I didn't really like I that I
0: love Carole King
1: I probably like it now but not then yeah yeah you know? I, I didn't
0: discover Carole King till so I was much yeah. older oh yeah. so you grew up on some pretty cool music yeah, well what it I consider to be yeah. pretty cool music the stuff that I wasn't I, I had to oh, find yeah. a lot of that stuff out for myself when I was much older
1: because dad's got this great record collection and he kept on saying you "No, know, when I die don't send all my records to the tip yeah and, yeah uh, but you know I, I won't no I don't right. know where I put them no. now but anyway um, look
0: you know what well, yeah, I'll look after them. <laughs> <and say, laughs> okay, them to you i'll, I'll, let, I'll store them away safely be, <laughs> I'll, but I'll anytime you need to, them you to just note
2: let
1: that me well. go <laughs> um you know oh you know my name my name mixed up dad had to set, sign some things this okay. year because he was quite sick and he had to sign some official paperwork and mum said oh dad was wondering what your name was because you put that down as carly Finlay morrow but then mum said no because then i won't I won't even be associated because that person doesn't really exist only on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so we did so that, but then I got heaps of records as well for myself, sort of from when I was about three or four and I, I was on stupid special diets for years. I couldn't have chocolate. So because um, it would make me itchy apparently. It doesn't. Anyway, oh, okay. but <laughs> but instead of chocolate for Easter and Christmas I'd get records. Yeah. And so I got all these really great records. That's like so cool. Peter Coombe. Remember Peter Coom?
0: I do know who Peter Coom is. I didn't grow up you with get his. get your kids stuff. onto him? But I do know who he is.
1: So Peter Coombe. I got some like play school stuff, which was fun. Um, then, and, um, yeah, mainly Peter Coombe. And then, and then obviously like Kylie (laughs) when I was about six, Martika. Oh, she yes. tweeted me i was just beside myself really yeah, yeah. Well, tell
0: me what was it was it in reply to... oh
1: I, I think she was in melbourne and i said i'd love to come and see you and i, I was i was about to line up an interview she'd given me a um, manager's number for an interview but then i had my wisdom there, so i couldn't make it but she was here last year yeah. she's Australian, right? No, she's oh. Martika. Yeah, yeah. No, she's American. Ah, okay. So yeah, so Martika in Martika's kitchen. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: That was on the second album, though. The first album with Toy Soldiers. <laughs> Toy Soldiers, yeah, of course.
3: yeah.
0: That so, was the massive hit. Yeah. Why do was, I just remember like the, <laughs> the
1: bad song, <laughs> the bad one that
0: came after the hit one?
1: Um. Yeah, it was that that CD that that record really. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah, so I was just such a fan for a long time yeah. of just music and. Yeah. And then um, I'd buy TV hits from when I was about seven, I would say. You know, get my $5 a week pocket money and oh, once a month. Oh, you're doing time. all right? TV hits, yeah. $5 a week at seven? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had $5 a week for quite some time. That's good. Until I was about 15, though, so it never increased. It did, right. It even
0: got inflation.
1: I, I got $20 a week for a while. Did you get pocket money? I never got pocket money. Oh, you no, had right. brothers.
0: I had brothers. Did they get pocket money? No. Oh. No, we just just <laughs> wasn't the thing. <laughs> but, no, I asked yeah, pocket I don't money. Mean. But when. And oh, I no, was mean? always so fucking jealous of anybody else. Well, it. <laughs> it was
1: only five dollars a week, but I made it stretch pretty far. Oh, you can um, do a
0: lot with five dollars yeah. in the eighties late eighties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, maybe not so much the early nineties, but definitely in the late eighties. Yeah. Lollies to the you know. Yeah. that's far. Oh, I
1: wasn't allowed to eat them, so I do not even know what I'd buy then. TV hits. Yeah. There you go. Um. And then, but but when I was like, you know, 16, 17, I'd get $20 a week. And then I started working and mum said to me, you've got to pay board. It's the Australian way. Oh. And then she said, you have to pay $20 a week board and no exactly. more pocket money out of your paycheck. And my first paycheck was $23. I'm like, mum, I can't pay board because i am be getting $3 a week, which is less than my <laughs> like $5 a week. And then everyone at her work said how mean that was. She was going to put in the savings for me, but, you yeah. know. Yeah, but I didn't so end lovely. up paying board because it was just ridiculous yeah. when I was yeah. earning $23 a week.
0: <laughs> and, so when, and so how old were you when you got out of Albury?
1: Uh, oh, so I went to Aubrey to, to school, but I was still living in Walla Walla. Okay,
2: yeah. And then
1: my, my parents and I moved to a little town <laughs> with 200 right. people when oh I was about God. 16, I'd oh, say. Shit. Um. So, yeah, that was in 1998. Yeah. Um, right. in a, and they still live there. I'm a property. Yeah. Um, and, and then, But I still went to high school in Aubrey. Okay. and then And then I got out of Aubrey when I was 21. I moved yeah. out of there when I was 21. Um, yeah. And then I moved out to Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. went in when I was 21, just yeah. 21. It's great.
0: Um, yeah. Was it always going to be Melbourne? Was Sydney oh, ever a-
1: <laughs> No, I, I actually. So I worked for the government for a long time, yeah. and I got into a couple of government graduate programs, and one was in Canberra and one was in Melbourne, and I had. This is the worst reason for choosing a job. The worst, but you'll probably like it. <laughs> <laughs> I had silver chair tickets for Melbourne, right? Yeah. And I got I got Canberra as and Melbourne and I had to make the decision on the same day. And I chose Melbourne because it's like, oh, if I work in Canberra, I won't be able to go to silver chair. And then, <laughs> so I chose Melbourne based on that. That's a, yeah, and
2: that's
0: then, an awesome reason.
1: <laughs> but I worked for a really conservative government agency, and right. I um, met the commissioner. I've met him, uh, previous commissioner, a few times. And when I, well, you know, it was quite early into my career there, and I, he said, why did you choose? you know where you worked i said um because i had silver jet tickets (laughs) 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 i don't think that was any arts who's ever experienced like yeah i've always wanted to work here all my life it's been my dream um (laughs) so uh, that was you know the across the night tour when they did they did like it was amazing yeah
0: um (laughs) Let's. I'm to talk to you about uh, the very exciting news that you told me about pretty recently about mm-hmm. uh, the fact that you're doing, you're gonna be writing a book, mm-hmm. you've got a, a book deal. Yeah. How did all of that come about? And 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 yeah, talk, talk me through the, like the how, process of I how you actually
1: book,
0: got a book deal. Not just how, how you got a book deal, but then also how do you write a book? Mm. Are <laughs> um, <laughs> <Or instead> you <of laughs> still doing that I
1: don't even know who might be listening my publisher might be listening so I have to say it's a really great process yes of course Um,
0: (laughs) they won't be listening it's
1: it's really it's really hard so I've been writing for years Um, you know I studied journalism for my masters I always wanted to be a journalist when I was in school um, but I couldn't in Albury because there was nothing no you know I'd have to move away so I had to do a really boring degree and uh-huh. then I came to Melbourne and when I was working I did my masters of communication uh-huh. so you know studied that um, yeah. when I was um, not not quite a mature age but you know a mature <laughs> yeah. age student I, don't
0: think I have to I've failed i failed journalist, journalism oh, student you can go so. back. Oh, it's too late for me, Carly. Too late for me. Um,
1: You could do an online course or something, just do it from home in your spare time.
0: Um, uh, That's true, I suppose. Mm. No, but you can't do a complete degree just online. Yes, you can. Really? You don't still have to go and. I will do it all online now. I'm pretty, I'll find you. Uh, uh, I don't know why that was <laughs> so <laughs>
1: Um yeah, so anyway, I, I did that and, and then during my masters I thought oh, I have to start like I've been writing for years and blogging yeah. and stuff. And I thought I have to start a portfolio, I better get some proper writing. And I, I just started my blog and I've yeah, been yeah. blogging for years now, like eight eight years on tell this blog the, so um,
0: t- tell the listeners at home about your blog
1: uh, so I used to write a lot more now I don't because I don't have any time but I <laughs> <laughs> I, write a, I write a lot sounds this podcast I, <laughs> <laughs> I used to write a lot like I used to do band reviews see what popped up today my basement birds photo oh okay, okay. like 2009 2010 2010
0: um, yeah, yeah,
1: okay. yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah yeah so 2000 yeah, that, yeah that's right because I'd only started blogging in 2009 mm. on this blog um okay. So, yeah, I um, used to do a lot of music reviews on my blog. Don't yeah. so much now. It's, it's super niche now. Like it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it used to be a lot. Like, it used to be about food and fashion yeah, yeah, and music. And now it's idea. like, yeah, when I have an idea or a rant. Yeah, yeah. so now it's just about disability and appearance, diversity stuff. Yeah. Um, and that was amazing because it led to things. Like, it led to yeah. me writing for different publications, writing yeah. for... Um, so, I don't think the journalism course taught me anything about pitching, to be honest. Right. Like it's all about working in a newsroom and editing and stuff.
0: Social media, internet media and stuff. It's still kinda of like the Wild West, right? Yeah, yeah. Like where it's all about practical experience. Yeah. And just throwing that, yourself into well, it. Well that's
1: the thing, you know, I single swing. I didn't know how to pitch. And then because of my blog and because of social media presence, that's literally got me every job I've amazing. had. It's yeah. amazing. So um, you know, I've had people um retweet me or whatever and the guardians picked up my stuff or yeah. you know, regularly I get emails from editors just to say, Hey, you saw what you wrote, can you write like on Facebook, if I write a little blurb, then they say can you write a big article? Yeah. Um someone I think the most one of the most exciting things that happened because of social media was I wrote a piece for Mamma Mia at the time. Yeah. I used to write for Mamma Mia and um, a, Company in the UK who was a university-based company, the Centre of Appearance Research. They mm. um, research appearance diversity and body image. Mm. They retweeted me, and I thanked them for that. And then I said, "Hey, um, I really like what you do." And they said, um, "Can you can you do some work for us?" So uh, that was in 2011, right. and I had to review their body image program for young people. Or oh, sorry, yeah. their facial difference program for young people. Okay. So I did that, and I got paid.
0: Facial so difference program for young yeah, people. Yes. So
1: it was about supporting young people that have a facial difference so right. working out t- techniques about how to handle questions and comments this okay. kind of stuff that I get and I had to go through it and make suggestions and stuff mm-hmm. I got paid in Amazon vouchers which was great so I just, <laughs> I just bought books and it was you know um and then they came to Australia to this cleft palate um thing in the Royal Children's Hospital and they yes. met me and they said can you come and speak at our event in England and I'm like oh, yes wow. I know and my hospital paid for me to go there because I was still at uni so I was their first academic patient to go to oh, England yeah. um, so that that all happened because of a tweet amazing, amazing. yeah yeah so yeah I've just been writing for a long time and, um I think writing really helps you, Clem Ford said that it's like an apprenticeship. you know you learn on your blog, you learn how to deal with criticism, you learn how mm. to pitch, um, you learn how to create an audience, respond to comments and stuff, mm. write regularly, and then it's like
0: being a musician, I know, yeah. And you
1: know, yeah, you just got to keep showing up. And just, I used to blog yeah. every day. I don't know how I used to blog every day, um, but I used to blog every day, and then I cut it down a bit. But I always, in maybe since 2012, always wrote like someone's watching, knowing that mm. I will get work from this. And a lot of my stuff's being republished from my blog and daily yeah. life, especially. So then this year, no, the, so, uh, so when yeah. that
0: happens, like. Mm-hmm. You, do you just get, like, an email or a message through yeah. your blog with just so-and-so from so. Yep. media Yeah, an email normally, or, yep, saying, yeah. can
1: we republish it? Um, you know, like, my editors from Daily Life are friends on Facebook, so often it's Do like, they source a lot
0: of their stuff that way?
1: I don't think they do reprints now, but they did a couple oh, of years okay. ago. Um uh, I get a lot from Facebook now. Like if I've oh, yeah. written something, um, then I get an editor email me through Facebook Messenger and go, can, we've seen what you've written. Can, can you write a bigger piece for us? Mm. Um, I did a protest last year about a film. Um, and well, it's too long to go into. No, it's nothing. nothing's <laughs> okay. too long to go into. Um, uh, anyway, so the film was Me Before You and my disability activist friends and I, I did a protest because the message was dying is worse than having a, I mean, having a disability is worse than dying. So that was the message of the film. So the guy well, had this dis- hang on, hang acquired hang disability. You're Sorry.
0: you going to, like... Because I haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen the movie. I, I, the, yeah. bag, the name rings a bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, you know, like, just give us a, a very... <laughs> okay. Very basic...
1: Yeah. So this guy acquired a disability. This super hot guy acquired a disability, right? Okay,
2: acquired a disability.
0: Yeah,
1: so he fell off a motorbike and he okay. was a paraplegic. Right. And then he got a carer who was this super hot girl, of course. Okay.
0: You know. Well, that's um, a Hollywood movie, right? Mm, yeah.
1: yeah. And anyway, so then um, he thought that, that having a disability was a worse fate than death. So he chose death. But meanwhile, he's he chose voluntary assisted suicide in... Right. Switzerland, I think, but his now then girlfriend who was his carer, she fell in love with him. She, sorry if you're wanting to watch this film, everyone. Um, yeah, she, I should have said, spoiler <laughs> alert, alert. But, but I think when you said yeah,
0: yeah. that when you made out that the movie was like a terrible movie from the start, I think that would have put most <laughs> yeah. people on before watching it okay. anyway. So,
1: anyway, so. Um, but the film was highly lauded as, oh my god, it's a tearjerker, it's amazing. But right. for people with disability, it gives the idea that disability right. is a worse fate than death. So anyway, so me and my friends, we call ourselves the Crip Army. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we we went to um, to village to. Um, you to be
0: careful going to LA with that name because Chris could no. <laughs> get involved into a bit of I don't like. put it
1: in my um, <laughs> in my thing when I go on the plane. In yeah, my yeah, customs yeah. Box. Don't tell yeah, customs yeah.
0: when you go to. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) So we protested and then I was interviewed by the ABC about why, um, why, why we were doing it and all that. I was interviewed and I was interviewed by the guy from The Age, the Carl Quinn, who does the movie reviews. And then I'd written this massive piece. I reckon I wrote it in the car on the way home, like on my phone. I was just writing yeah, this massive piece. Put it online the next day when it was due. Oh, also, well, I had to go watch the movie for research. No one else in the Crip Army had seen the movie. It was just me. So I did, <laughs> I did the, the dirty work. And I went with my friend Kath. God, it was funny. Kath was completely stoned when she got there. And, um, and I don't I don't imbibe any drugs. So um, I was, you know, completely sober. Yeah. And... We had, we had to wait in that lots, you know, the, the gold classy bit with her scooter because there's nowhere to, to oh, put okay, it. And so yeah, she's yeah. just doing massive circles <laughs> and then we got given this gift box of stuff and she goes, and it was like this girl's night out thing. It was so hideous, yeah. you know, cause they're pictures, movies, this romance yeah. and she's like, Oh, I hear there's a vibrator in here. What, what do you mean? And then the guy <laughs> was like completely red faced cause you know, the <laughs> horse guy. Anyway, so I was live tweeting the movie yeah. and I sat there and cause. I didn't want anyone to see me I just had my hoodie on and my and a blanket right over so <laughs> I was just like Kenny from South Park like live tweeting and so I live tweeted the whole movie and then my this
0: stage friend's got the chronic munchies munchies yeah, yeah. it's just like eating everything inside yep. yeah yeah I'm, I'm, and getting a, I'm getting you're painting a picture
1: they also wouldn't <laughs> let me sit like you know it's like set seating and then yeah, yeah, yeah. um <laughs> this woman's like you're in my seat I said no I'm here with Kath I'm her carer
0: because <laughs> she
1: had a scooter to put in the wheelchair spot anyway so saw the, saw the film wrote about it and I had to I had to see it to write about it because I couldn't you know well, yes, I mean, yes, of
2: course. yeah
1: and then the next day like SBS contacted me going hey we really like your piece can you write another one?" Oh shit I've already written a 3,000 word piece but yeah, yeah I'll write another one this is my first SBS piece and then and I also commissioned another one on the same day which is great yeah. so it just happens like that like you yeah. literally I just tweet and then and then Work comes other times. Other times I pitch, yeah. and then people say yes or no, normally, yeah. yes, which is good. And are you able
0: to like? Sustain yourself from your no. writing. No, no,
1: no. So I used to work full time, and the writing was a nice supplement on the yeah. side, like enough to pay for overseas trips and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But now um, writing is only a small part of what I do. I speak. That's yeah, that's the lucrative. Or training is very good. Right. Um, okay. But yeah, so I I'd probably do um, three articles a month, maybe. Now. Yeah. So but writing a book.
0: How do you write a book? Oh yes. So, so all I mean, through
1: that, I have been wanting to write a book because yeah. you know develop a portfolio, blah blah. And um, and as
0: a writer. I yeah. I can imagine, you know, writing a book is kind of like the holy grail. I think so. Um, yeah. I don't know what the music. I guess it's like making out. Yeah, you know, making
1: that's and putting it out commercially. Yeah. 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 Um, I started reading a lot of books over Christmas. Lindy West's Trill, which is about fat fat activism and Clem Ford's Fight Like a Girl, and both yep. of them really resonated with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I kept on writing things down that I wanted to write in my book, and then, like, I don't believe in that woo-woo, you know, manifesting stuff, and, right. you know, all that hippie stuff, I don't believe in that. But <laughs> I kind of do, because I put out this, this, like, I wrote my thing, and then the week after Christmas, I get this tweet follow thing from some publisher and then she emailed me going can we publish your book and I said I don't yeah. have a book um, and, then I, and then I contacted an agent who I'd met last year and then she said oh okay we'll sign you up and then I put out a proposal and then she sent that off to nine publishers I got five yeses and then I had to choose it was really hard because wow. it was like choosing a puppy from, yeah yeah from a breeder or whatever and saying
0: Was there a range of like really big book companies to smaller? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So it was a lot. I went with HarperCollins. And um, uh, so the process I thought, so the last conversation I had with Stella Young was about, she was writing a book Mm. and she was telling me how it's just like writing a series of essays. So I kind of followed her advice. Mm. Um, we, uh, but the proposal's helped because it's got a chapter outline. So I've been writing chapter by chapter. But, yeah. And I've been looking at stuff I've already written and added, added to that. Um, I saw John Safran the other night at this event. and He said... Because I said I don't think I'll be able to reprint anything that I've already done like but he said just build on those things because there'll be a new audience so I've been looking at stuff I've already written grabbing paragraphs from there and putting them in and writing more around yeah so it's exciting but I'm really nervous about it like super nervous because I worry about letting people down I worry about letting the disability community down, especially.
0: Right. because saying the
1: wrong thing. Yeah, not being a, you know...
0: You're a spokesperson for yeah, a lot of people. Yeah.
1: And I also don't want to be the, spokes- the only spokesperson. No. You know, there's lots of voices and I try and amplify them. But obviously my views are going to be different. And,
0: um, do you often... Do you find yourself in the firing line from... Um, parts of the disability community for things, for opinions that you have or things that you write? Yeah,
1: sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, oh, the other day I shared this really great post about Splendour in the Grass from um, a government agency, and uh, they just did this really funny thing. It was a bit of a dad joke, um, but it meant it had a disability slur in it. I think it used LAMO or something, which is classed class of the disability slur, lame. Um, oh, okay, yeah.
0: It's so weird because, like, I, you know it actually took me just then like a couple of yeah. seconds to yeah. make the link yeah, yeah, because that word has become so used ubiquitous yeah. that you should yeah. you've, you've, you've become forgetful of its origins yeah, and
1: exactly so i shared that and you know i i i'm really anti um you know i've written a lot about footballers use of derogatory words and stuff so but i really liked that and i didn't actually didn't even notice the word oh my god just the attacks i got from people you know this isn't good enough and i went back to the um, government agency to say hey i really love this post just a heads up um you're using some ableist words here's some guidelines around that and yeah. i was pretty polite and then i wrote back to the person that attacked me and i said hey you could have done the same thing Here, look. yeah look yeah, yeah. um but it's just yeah. it just comes on me so yeah there's a little bit yeah. not too much it's it's." Just, yeah, whatever. It's just part of the job. Yeah. But I am a little bit worried about that. I'm worried about the time as well. You yeah, yes,
0: yeah. so we're uh, November. Yeah. So Golly
1: I shit. know, but no, it, it should be fine. Oh, no, you'll be
0: fine. Yeah, you'll be. Sorry, I'm needing,
1: I, I'm working really well to deadlines. Can work really <laughs> well to deadlines. You know, my I'm best sure work can. has been done the night before. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Are you, do you do, do you fall on that side of things? yeah. Where yeah. You... Yeah, yeah.
1: You know yeah. I wrote like most of my not a lot of people, a lot of creative
0: people yeah. like that. I
1: wrote master, most of my master's thesis in a long weekend, which is ten thousand wow. words, or well, six thousand words I wrote in. But yeah. you know, I write a lot, so I don't, I don't think it's going to be that harder. But I do have to knuckle down. So I'm going back to yeah. my parents to write, and I want them to treat me like I'm at high school and to say write and do. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. So that's, yeah, it's exciting. It's really an honor because, you know, it's a dream of many people to write a book. Yeah. And, you know, the slush pile I hear is really high and people people's manuscripts don't get read. Yeah. They're publishing me. They haven't even seen what I've written.
0: It's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk music.
1: Yes. On this podcast,
0: I, I started to sort of, the you know, as anybody listening who's listened to previous episodes will know, um, I always try and sort of do this thing in the end where it's we we talk about somebody's you know most played iTunes list Mm -hmm. but you know a lot of people don't just don't listen to music that way don't don't have it um so I've kind of just recently um I I I mean I, I still kind of ask my guests do you have a top 25 list but now it's just like uh, what just, just cheers
1: my syncs are really bad you know syncing between devices I, and right. there's no space for anything anymore that's right yeah my <laughs> on my
0: phone i've got like such a tiny in fact the only st- music i keep on my phone is just the most recent stuff that i've bought off itunes yeah, like, yeah anything CD that I have just owned in the past whatever. there's just not room for it
1: I reckon well of course there's going to be some Darren Hayes in there <laughs> <laughs>
0: well you say that to me let's, yeah, let's yeah, talk it. Yeah. Is let's that going to start Darren. with Darren Hayes yeah let, okay yeah, yeah, so you might... know that that means that <laughs> I'm going to have to put it on the podcast put Darren Hayes yes. on the podcast and yeah, yeah. include it on the, the Spotify the three
1: playlist. songs aren't Darren Hayes don't worry <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, but, okay well what Darren you know, Hayes song have we got well it's called The Siren's Call the Siren's but That's from his last album.
0: So it's definitely its this is not a Savage Garden song, this is a Darren Hayes, okay yeah, of yeah. his solo album called. Secret Cozen Battleships. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which I, is yeah.
1: 2011.
0: I, think I remember that came. Oh. So, <laughs> well <laughs> I'm across the top <laughs> pop genre pop world. <laughs>
3: dripping from the fingertips of God I feel the wind against my face from the flapping of her wings I feel the black and silky tenderness so choking me that I can all know.
2: right.
0: Yes,
1: years. Do. Yeah, I think when I decide I'm gonna be a fan, I'm gonna be a fan. Yeah. That's um. And yeah. It's a good fan. Yeah, yeah. When I saw them on Hey 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 Saturday, when Molly Meldrum said, you know, get a load of this or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, like, but I, I really like this Savage Garden songs, but I think Darren is. So obviously,
0: what was your introduction to Darren? It was that, that first Savage Garden record. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Savage
1: Garden. Yeah, no, I always like Daniel Darren better than sorry. I always like darren better than daniel okay, like yeah. so i'm
0: more of a daniel kind of guy <laughs> <Yeah>. but hey <laughs> um
1: and i just you know i'm like I, I reckon i said they are the people that i'm gonna love for the rest of my life wow. which is such a weird thing when you're well, 15 when you something.
0: know you know. When,
1: you know when you know you know <laughs> and i had like posters everywhere and yeah. um i've still got my little thing from brushes you know in because of their CD in yeah, yeah. and, Bro, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, ha- I remember getting this massive poster. My dad used to get them laminated at work, oh. and I got such big. And anim- <laughs> I fell on me in the middle of the night, and I, Like <laughs> l- laminated.
0: Yeah, right. So yeah, did yeah. you wake up in bed with
1: like, <laughs> with, Darren was, with Darren both and both of them?
0: Yeah. Both of them. The album
1: cover. No, a bit racist. <laughs> um, so yeah, I. You know, I think that was so important in my life because they gave me friends, really, to be honest. yeah. You know, at school I had, you know, not many friends, but I had one friend who was... We were so into Savage Garden. Like, we were just tape stuff off Channel v or yeah, red as yeah. it was then and yeah. we went to the concerts together and yeah. we stayed up to watch the Arias that you were at yeah. and we ticked all the things off the list, off the <laughs> Aria list as they won because yeah. they won ten hours I saw go by and go,
3: who the yeah, hell is yeah. that? But yeah. I
1: remember her saying, Oh, um two of my favourites won and I'm like, Oh who's your other favourite? And she said, Oh Jebediah, so there you go. Really? Yeah. The two have... favourites are Savage Garden and Yes. <laughs> but but I um, you know like as I said to you I that you were too scary for me.
0: Yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I know I can imagine. My that.
1: parents are really strict and I wasn't allowed to listen to well, probably wasn't allowed to listen the, to Jeff the Guy, music. But, but I wasn't allowed to listen to Ladas or anything like that. So who Ladas was? Rousset, Rousset,
0: really? so I, you, know, oh, she, you know, she was. She I used
1: yeah. to. I used to listen to it in secret, whatever. But they didn't mm. know. They know now.
0: So what was um, it about? About the Oh, it was Baranay's... the
1: lyrics. It was just. I think it was the lyrics and yeah. the sound and just the relatability of it. Was Not it, that Were I they the first to...
0: sort of like pop? Was it the first kind of pop star or pop thing that you? Nah, Southern
1: Sons. When I was son. nine, you know, Jack-Jack, because Jack, he's well, playing you. Well, I'm about to
0: meet him because I'm doing this Beatles tribute <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: concert sort of thing, um, which, you know, will probably be happening by the time this comes out, if yeah. I get my ass moving. Um, <laughs> I'll find but, it. But... Uh, for mum yeah, so bought I, I, me
1: a thing a t-shirt of Southern Suns when yeah. I was really little it's still up in, in Albrook because it fits me now it didn't fit yeah. me then because she bought me extra extra large or something like <laughs> down to my feet. Um, but she um, yeah so my because my dad's such a fan I think I got that from him yeah. you know the fandom but yeah Southern Suns were my favourite but looking back it's really a bit creepy and I was so young and I was just like so uh, like I, I have scrap the reason why
0: stuff. I asked, like because hmm. you know you say it's a bit creepy looking back but I mean it seems like it's such for so many um and boys and girls um it seems like it's some kind of rite of passage through some it's like a part of your teenage development whether it's in your early teens or a little bit later or whatever Mm -hmm. to um have that like massive Whether it's like a, you know, however you call it, like a massive fandom for a pop, huge pop star, a crush on some big pop star. It just, I mean, we, it happens with everybody. Um, You know what it is—the celebrity crush, right? For teenagers, you know what this is. And I don't I'm not gonna even suggest that this is an original thought okay? <laughs> but but uh, it's a thought nonetheless mm. so like when you're this is the my this is the, the theory that people have probably heard before um, when you're a, a pubescent kid yeah um, by attaching these like feelings of wanting to explore sex, your sexuality mm-hmm. and all that, these kind of new hormone-fueled emotions that you're feeling and stuff yeah. in a way that's safe, you project it onto some massive big pop that's star unattainable. that's completely unattainable. Yeah, yeah, It's in order to subconsciously protect yourself yeah. You know from yeah, yeah. a, a real-world Yes,
1: because I just... The, the amount of time I thought of, that's so so weird, so yeah. weird to be about it. But The amount of time I'd be thinking about Darren would have been ridiculous. You I don't know? think it's that and weird. No, I know, like... but back you know now it is. But back <laughs> <laughs> back then it's really odd. Uh, but I know people that are, that are still such fans in their you know in in their twenties, thirties, forties, or whatever. But um, and then and I know I've seen sort of friendships just. Dissipate because of that, you know, because of the aggression or competition or whatever. Oh, wow. And it's yeah, it's really cool. odd. yeah, it is. And you know, I finally met Darren um in 2001 but yeah. i remember i told you i waited outside the hotel him yes. with my mom yes. and two friends and some <laughs> the security guard when i was 15 not last year uh, <laughs> the security guard um wanted to take me up because i think he felt sorry for me or something and mum said no not without her friends so i never did but we met his parents and we were in touch with his parents for some time for about five years or something yeah and they organized me to go to concerts and stuff oh wow so that was nice that's cool yeah and then um sometimes we'd ring sometimes i'd ring them and um there was like savage garden playing in the background <laughs> oh, are you kidding yeah yeah so
0: his folks were like listening to Savage. massive just, fans yeah just, yeah. Just, yeah so just <laughs> casually listening to a bit of, bit of the Savage gardens
1: <laughs> so yeah i we, wonder
0: what they like more savage garden or Darren solo stuff i
1: don't know I can um so yeah so met 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 Darren in 2001 and I was so disappointed I wasn't disappointed in him I was disappointed in the meeting experience because I'd built this thing up for years and you know what that so that's a long time when you're 15 to 20 how could it
0: ever you know (laughs) lived up to your your expectations when you've been building up that long because it
1: was so quick you know, um, but even like meeting you outside the, the concerts or whatever. You know, this is the longest we've ever spoken. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I think
0: when I did the refreshment, of the oh from yeah, your that podcast, was a long that time. That was like a longer than yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, um,
1: yeah. But that's a real, so I met him and it was a really like uh, an assembly line of people. But then I went to this other thing that he was at. I went to one of his album launches and everyone was getting ready. I went on my own. I, I do a lot of concerts on my own. And yeah. he said to me, don't you just want a photo with me? And I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> and then I did. And that was amazing. Um, yeah. And he like, he's really treated me well. Like kissed yeah. and held my hand from the stage and yeah. stuff like that. So it's been, yeah, I but yeah amazing yeah. And, then, and now we talk on Twitter he told me he read my blog once he shared it I was just beside myself <laughs> and when I got engaged you know we, we got engaged at night and then I told um, my mum and dad Adam told his mum and dad and his sister yeah. overseas but the first person I told was Darren
0: wow um, yeah, yeah.
1: Wow. I sent him a private message on Twitter I'm like we just got engaged
0: <laughs> did he write back? yeah what did he say?
1: girlfriend (laughs) I'll find it for you (laughs) um yeah yeah so you know it's it's nice to have that contact but I'm also really mindful that you know we're not we're not friends where you know he's he's still an idol and I'm Mm. still a fan of that so yeah so that was Darren so the sirens call I think is just amazing sound and lyrics I really um I was going through a lot of hard stuff then and I that really got me through I think yeah
0: Um, alright let's move on to the next one the next tune
1: yep that would be uh, oh no he said jaw on the floor amazing (laughs) (laughs) there you go Um, next tune will be fans by Kings of Leon and and again it's a real fan Um, because of the times got the bill. I I think I came across through that, visit on call and fans, Um, on Triple J I heard it that was one thing actually I moved to back to Aubrey in 2006 and I was right. really really uh, just for a few months because I was really struggling here with work and right. um, health and stuff and but then I moved back quite soon after you know for four months but in that time I listened to a lot of Triple J and discovered them right. and you yeah, yeah. and that really helped me yeah so yeah, that, that's yeah. how I discovered you yeah, because yeah, right. I was like on my little commute from where yeah. I lived to Aubrey. Because I think um, um,
0: the first time I remember meeting you and forgive me if if um, this isn't the first time we met, but the first time I remember meeting you um, would have been at a... The chapel. The chapel. chapel. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So
3: I, the I, remember
1: entering a competition and, and getting tickets to you, but all because of Triple J and, yeah. and they introduced me to that and Regina Spector and you yeah, yeah. and Kings of Leon and stuff. Yeah. So really loved that because of the times. Um, I think that's the best one. But I like the first.
0: I reckon it's yeah. I gotta yeah. say, like after that record, my interest in that band mm. kind of petered away. But um, yeah. But I reckon that record is really fucking
1: cool. Yeah. So I really like that, and you know, on call is yeah, on call and um and um, knocked up. I really like Knocked yeah. Up. Um, I like the leaky live version as well. The um, what? Leaky oh,
0: right leaky live. She, yeah. she might have done it for like a yeah. version or
1: something. But so really like that and um, I
0: really love that song Charmer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah they that wow. at the concert wow, the it was pixies. really, really yeah. Yeah, re- it sounds really like a Pixie song. It was Fucking very good. So good. Um so I'd seen them a few times but only when their other album came out, when the um, Sex on Fire Manhattan album yeah. came out. So I saw them then um I've seen them and then I saw them in uh, when they had, remember they had that tension in the band or something, and then they didn't come because they had uh, okay. a falling out, so they didn't yeah, come to yeah. Australia We're at all the time. Related, so
0: yeah, the yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: cousins and brothers. I <laughs> yeah, the rest of So I went to to the show on my own for the rescheduled date, and I was I didn't just like oh, I can't be bothered. I got I think I've got to the stage where I can't be bothered standing up at gigs anymore. But I was standing no. up for that one, and. That this guy came up and gave me a lecture from their thing. Oh. And then um, I looked at, like I said, hey, thanks. And I looked at his name and then I Googled him later. And he's one of the followers, yes, brothers, best friends follower, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then their, um, I think it was the youngest best friend. Okay, right. And then the security guard gave me another one. And I'm like, oh, this is odd. And then I got a drumstick. they <laughs> like, raced us up from the stage and the drumstick was still wet. From Nathan's drumming.
0: <laughs> from, his, <laughs> this is from his drumming, yeah. yeah. From his yeah, sweat. I kind really of you know. that could be sweat. Uh, oh. Anyway, she so got, so got
1: that and then and then I got another drumstick so I don't play Next you're music
0: trying like an electric guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Or... I don't play any music. They
0: thought music. you were their roadie, that's what was going yeah. on.
1: <laughs> and then mum's like oh they probably felt sorry for you and I'm like well if this is what feeling sorry for me is I'll take it. <laughs> um, so anyway and then I got their set list. So that was really exciting and they said if you come the next night we'll meet we'll get you to meet the band
0: we'll get you to pack the band up
1: <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, yeah yeah i'm not very strong um and so but then i didn't want to buy another ticket because they were yeah. really expensive yeah. and so didn't didn't go but i looked i had the live album thing and i oh, looked okay. oh the dvd so i looked up who was their security and and I found them. This, this isn't talk at all. But I found them on Facebook and I sent them a thank you. Yeah. On no, that's not true. yeah. That's, that's so that's so, nice. so did that. And I wrote about them on my blog as well. I wrote yeah, about yeah. that. And then um, and then he wrote back to say thank you. Hey, it's yeah. Dave from Kings of Lean Security. Thank you. We saw you having a good time. Blah blah blah. The band they don't interact with you. on right. You know. So yeah, it's really just elix. music. Yeah. See, so yeah. this,
0: this is the thing. Like by the time they get to that stage, it was kind of like it was like the band had made this. Come out, come out of a band meeting and <laughs> made the decision that they were going to be a stadium rock band now. Yeah, they were. And all like yeah, yeah, the stuff yeah. that stadium rock band Yeah. And that's how they—that's mm. how they lost me. Not that yeah. it matters to them, but mm. um, they're, they're, I'm sure they're doing just fine. So
1: I was probably more <laughs> um, enamoured with the security guards than I was with the band. So anyway, um, then I went to see—I I went to New Orleans to america not just yeah, to see yeah. them but i saw them when they were there because okay. i hate i hated new orleans it was so it was so rough and really? a drunk town I've never been there, i was i think you'd be all right as a male right. but as a woman on her own it was really really. that's drunk. a shame and, to hear that because yeah. that
0: city um has always really fascinated me yeah, just yeah. because it seemed like from an outsider's point of view someone who hasn't actually been there and mm. experienced it so I was got a very sort of narrow <laughs> perception. Of it. I but was that, um, like that too. It was like, but it seems like it's got a real um, uh, particular kind of cultural identity and mm. stuff, and you, mm-hmm. like different influences that yeah. set it apart mm-hmm. from all the other Music
1: scenes. Music scene would be great, yeah. But yeah. I just as a solo female traveller, it was really just scary, parable. and lots of drunk people just like at me, way so, so red. And, uh, I a lot of maybe yeah. a lot
0: of tourists, drunk tourists.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely drunk tourists, and yeah. also there's a lot of poverty, and that yeah. you can see the big divide between the rich and poor
2: yeah, a so, lot of like,
0: yeah exactly they have been for years yeah. too yeah.
1: and you know they were they were still rebuilding i went in 2014 they were still rebuilding uh, over hurricane katrina. katrina and that happened nine maybe nine years before so well, I went yeah. to went. that was the highlight of my new Orleans street they were playing and i i've never used one of those ticket reseller things before but i mm. booked a ticket and i got a front row seat for like 80 bucks or something. Well, yeah, I'm right. Like, yeah, so we went there. And then this girl next to me, she heard I was Australian and um, she's like, oh my God, you're Australian. Like, I love Silverchair. And she kept on sitting, like, showing me all these photos of her with <laughs> Silverchair. And I'm like, oh, I just want to watch the band.
0: Yeah, anyway, yeah. so. Shut up. <laughs> no,
1: I'm here to see things. In the end. Yeah, I like them too, but I, you know. No, not-, not
0: just the band that made you move, that, you know, yeah. you moved to Melbourne <laughs> yeah, no years later, shut up. You know when you're in a
1: band? I hate it when people talk in a band. I re- I just want to watch the band. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why. I don't care. It could have been anyone. I could have said shut up about Savage Garden if she'd been talking about yeah, Savage Garden. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have. That yeah. would have been an exception. But, you know.
2: yeah, um, no, 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 yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Right, I totally get it. Yeah, so she... Um, mm, so then I asked the security guard, "I'm like, hey, does the Kings of Leon security work here as well?" Like I asked the arena security guard of Kings of Leon because they have they tour all with the band, you know, yeah, like yeah. They're, and they're big burly men like bikies. Yeah. And then um, I said, "Oh, could you send this guy over?" And then then he comes up and he's like, "Oh, but you're in Melbourne." I said, "Yeah, I'm here now." <laughs> and then he's like, "Yeah, I remember you." And I said, "I just want to say thank you. Like it's such a it was such a memorable experience and blah blah." So then he put me in this like vip bit but the, the silver chair girl wanted to come with me
2: oh no <laughs> so
1: I, I said i don't know what I, pro- <laughs> I probably said i probably should have said come with me sorry oh, oh sorry silver, silver chair, chair man. Oh. Um, anyway because she would have been talking the whole yeah, time yeah. you know but yeah so then i got in the i don't i i got a guitar pick that was it and i got a vip <laughs> band. um so that was pretty exciting so yeah. i really like fans, <laughs> fans yeah, yeah. but you can't really understand what they're saying in the song as well. So reading the lyrics, it's okay. It's about
0: well, fandom, it, yeah. Um, um, but you don't know whether is it like a positive re- yeah, reflection I, on fandom or a negative. I one? think
1: it's how they feel about fandom. Right. How when they moved to when they became big stadium rockers, yeah. how their small town perceived them. Yeah.
0: Um, all right. Third song. Song number three. Oh, what flame you got
1: trees. Ah,
0: oh, flame trees. Yeah.
1: Loved it. Oh, actually mm. no. I mean, I've have heard it in Little Fish, the movie Little Fish with okay. Kate Blanchett. That was probably where where I really caught onto it when mm. the um when the school choir was singing it um, mm. when I got to hear the lyrics. But I just you know lyrically it's amazing. Don he's the Don Walker. Don Walker. Yeah, Don Walker, Don Walker. not Don Watson. Yeah. yeah, yeah Don. Um,
0: I- He's he's the piano he's the pianist, he's the pianist so, isn't he Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Words, yeah. so
1: um, yeah I just love it and I saw Jimmy Barnes recently with John Farnham but before that his mm. songs and stories tour because you uh, read yeah, so the book. book Yeah, yeah So so um, and he sang that and it was just wow I I've only ever cried at um, Darren Hayes <laughs> <laughs> Hang <on a> <laughs> Yeah Hang on a
0: you've never cried on one much of it No ah,
1: No I oh, well, you know, that's s- very <laughs> I think hey. maybe, <laughs> I think I might have cried when he sang at my wedding, <laughs> but I, I don't know if I cried at your show. Um, there's not been a reason. <laughs> uh, no, no, because <laughs> um, maybe I have. I don't know. I'll try harder next time. No,
0: all right. no, no, I don't. I don't want you
1: to cry. Well, oh, no. I
0: don't want you to grow
1: <laughs> but that's a sign of movement of moving. So he just, he, you know, he talked about his life and it's such mm. a hard life. God, he's yeah. had a hard life like his abusive parents and just yeah. living in poverty. And, and in, like that was because that was his first book. And then his second book, I think, is about more so being cold Chisel. But right. the first book was just all about that. Yeah. And, um, he, he talked about how the, you know, um, when he, Left Adelaide or near Mm. where he lived in Adelaide, he looked back and he saw the flame trees Mm. and, you know, realized that he's leaving this town finally Mm, and he could start a new life because that was such a the bane of his existence living in this town that you know mm. couldn't make a you know couldn't make it work because of his yeah. upbringing um but before that at, at the concert and you might have known about this but i had a woman just laugh at my face when i was at the concert and right. so i'd gone to buy you were, like, a drink queuing up? Yeah, 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 yeah yeah i remember reading support so bought, bought the drink and then she just couldn't so i was quite upset about not i was upset or angry just that she just didn't realize how bad that was to yeah. do, and she completely denied it. And her uh, friends, yeah. her friends had defended it. And then hearing his story and all of that, it made me so emotional that at yeah, the end he yeah, sang yeah. Flame Trees, yeah. and his voice was—he did it acoustically, so his voice right. was just so powerful yeah, yeah. Um, that I, I, cry, I cried, wow, yeah. yeah so amazing and i really like cold chisel and jimmy barnes i really mm. really really like it's such like so iconic but because my parents were from um another country i didn't have that um that australian rock no. band influence Absolutely. when i grew up I so i had to find it when yeah, i was in my yeah. teens i know? mean and
0: there's so much about look i'm you know the, the sort of that 80s era in which many would might describe as the golden era of australian uh rock and roll mm. and pub rock mm. and stuff anyway um I kind of missed it a bit too because mm. I was kind of a, too young. Yeah, yeah, same, um, yeah. And so, you know, I, I missed Cold Chisel and, yeah. and I mean, Midnight Oil, I got got a little bit just because they were so massive and, you know, everybody had a copy of, you know, Diesel and Dust mm. in the house. But yeah, we never had Cold Chisel in the house. Yeah. In the house so I kind of missed AC/DC. Yeah. I kind of missed,
1: yeah.
0: you know. I'd hear
1: it at school discos, but yeah. other than that, yeah, and I really had to find it, like I found Crowded House and or mm. like, I really only like Australian music now. I mean, yeah. I like a lot of other stuff, but well, my, to my diet yeah, is yeah. Australian music. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I just, I can't get enough of it.
0: Yeah. So. Macaulay um, like, Finlay. That was fun. You thank, thank you very much for uh, coming on the podcast. <laughs> no problem. Um, good luck with the book. Thank you. Um, I'll let you know when it's out. It'll probably be out next, next year. year. Next year on HarperCollins. I so have to write Have you got a name soon. for
1: it? Yes, it's called Say Hello. Yep. Okay. And um, Yes very exciting Um, but I have to write it first I finished writing it because I had to start writing It's
0: important that uh, there, there are some words <laughs> in between know. the covers. Like,
1: you know, this page has been left intentionally blank <laughs> because Carly got...
0: You, oh, you could do one of those things. Uh, <laughs> this page has been left intentionally because Carly wants you. Because I want you to write your story. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, I got distracted watching Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I had a long nap today. Yeah, stuff like that. There'll be, oh, there'll
0: well, be I wish one. you all the best, Carly. <laughs> I look forward Thanks to for reading it. Thanks for having
1: you. me on the show.
0: Absolute pleasure. Cheers. Thank you. See ya.